This is your host, Grant Vermeer, Naval Academy Class of 2017, and I'm your Academy Insider. It's my goal to be your guide through the Naval Academy experience by sharing my stories and providing you inside information into the life of a midshipman. Academy Insider is in no way officially affiliated with the United States Naval Academy. All of the content on Academy Insider is my own and does not reflect the views of the United States Naval Academy, the United States Navy, nor the Department of Defense. Hey everyone, and I hope you're ready to go on an adventure today on this episode of the Academy Insider Podcast, as I'm again joined by Rob Roy, who's a class of 11 graduate from the United States Naval Academy and currently a Navy pilot. If you remember on a previous episode, Rob joined us. We talked all about the conduct system at the United States Naval Academy. If you missed that episode and are interested in it, go ahead to the show notes where we'll provide a link to that podcast episode. But on this episode, we talk about Rob's passion of being in the outdoors and being adventurous and talk about some of his travels with an emphasis on how midshipmen can achieve the same thing. So make sure to check out this episode as we talk all about the summer training opportunities that allow midshipmen to be in the outdoors, including Philmont, Northern Tier, Knowles, and a couple of LRECs that allow midshipmen to get to travel and be in the outdoors. So make sure to check this episode out. As well, we talk about Rob's podcast called The Adventure Bound Podcast. So if you're interested in learning more about Rob's adventures and you really gain a liking for Rob after this episode, Episode, which I think you will because he's a fantastic guest, then go check out his podcast, which can be found on any of the main podcast players. Again, it's called The Adventure Bound Podcast. But tune in, listen to the episode. I think you guys will get a lot of useful information about summer training opportunities for midshipmen that allow them to travel. And I think you guys will enjoy it. Thanks. All right, Academy Insider audience, uh, let's welcome back Rob Roy. Thank you so much again, Rob, for taking the time to come on the podcast uh, and talk to the Academy Insider audience again. Grant, again, thanks for having me on the show. It's a pleasure (laughs) to be here. Absolutely. All right, so the focus of this episode today is going to be all about travel and adventure and just doing things that you really enjoy uh, because a lot of times midshipmen maybe don't have the resources or information necessary to take advantage of all the really cool opportunities that are out there for them during their time at the academy as well as in the fleet. Um, So we're going to take this time. Uh, Rob is a very big adventurous kind of person (laughs) and he even has his own podcast about that exact topic. Um, So I'm going to turn it over uh, to Rob to let him introduce himself once more to the Academy Insider audience, and then a little bit about his podcast and what he is doing uh, to support this uh, topic. Yeah, man. Again, thanks for having me on the podcast. I love what you're doing and a uh, huge fan. Uh, as I said before, on the last episode that we did together, I'm a 2011 graduate of the United States Naval Academy. I was in Ninth Company, originally from Allentown, Pennsylvania, near the Lehigh Valley. And uh, yeah, just kind of had my eyes set on becoming a Navy pilot when I was in high school and was really fortunate and lucky and grateful to get accepted to the Naval Academy. Eventually service-selected aviation and went on to fly the mighty C2 Greyhound out of VRC-40 in Norfolk, Virginia for a few years. And now I'm back at the Academy uh, working full-time for the Commandant. But yes, I do have a podcast. Uh, It's called the Adventure Bound Podcast. Uh, I think actually, Grant, you and I are probably like, what, two or three days off from our official launch dates back in May of 2019. So kind of (laughs) exciting that we're, you know, we're a few years apart from the Academy. Uh, but we're, we're, we're pod buddies, uh, if you would, (laughs) um, you know, we, uh, we, we didn't succumb to the hashtag pod fade as they call it, uh, which obviously this, 
podcast isn't for podcasters, but you know, you and I have both listened to a lot of podcasts about yep. podcasting. Enough with that word. <laughs> but a lot of you know, it's exciting that we're both you know doing something on the side, uh, mm-hmm. what we love. Which and I was happy to talk to you about all kind of things on our last episode. I'm super stoked to talk to you all about adventure uh, as not only as an academy graduate, but also as a fellow podcaster. And uh, my niche is all about adventure in the outdoor space. Absolutely. And do you mind just telling your audience about some of the adventures that you've been on and things that you really care about and why you really started uh, that podcast and why you continue to yeah, do it? For sure. I it, It's funny because, you know, when I was, I'm from Pennsylvania originally mm-hmm. and it's beautiful. Uh, it's called God Country, which until you've been to Montana, you're like, that's ah, great, but it's not, you know, it's not Montana. But uh, growing up, I just kind of took the outdoors for granted. I think mm-hmm. um, a lot of spent a lot of time outdoors playing outside, you know, classic, you know, parents in the nineties, Hey, go out and play and, you know, see you for dinner, that kind of thing. You know, you say, just go exploring. And then when you go to the Academy and you wear leather shoes for four years and yeah, you do plenty of outdoorsy things, but it, you know, you're not really like getting lost in nature. I mean, you might mm-hmm. go like on a ruck run or like go the obstacle course or like, you know, generally speaking, you're not really around a lot of greenery. Mm-hmm. You know, the Academy is really beautiful. And I would say, very biasly, way more beautiful than the West Point Air Force, but you're not <laughs> like in the mountains or, and even so, like you could go sailing, but you know, you're, you're on the water and that's great. Yeah. So I think for me, when I graduated and I was so focused on becoming a pilot and getting my wings of gold and, you know, like literally head in the books for hours at a time, I am not the, the, the sharp, the smartest guy out there. Uh, by any means, I'll be the first to tell you that I was, I'm a much better pilot than I am a studier. So it was really hard because unfortunately they require that you be good at both. Um, so I spent a lot of time studying, um, did do some neat stuff with my buddies, but I think when I went on deployment to the middle East for several months and didn't really see the color green for a while, I kind of realized that something was missing in my life. Uh, looking back, you know, even like I said, even at the Academy, you know, it wasn't like in the Rockies, like the air force Academy is, but I still had the chance to get outside and go exploring and, you know, go home to Pennsylvania. But when I was on deployment, I kind of realized, okay, like here I am, like I'm a Navy pilot. Like that's what I wanted to do and I'm doing it. But I still feel like I'm missing something. And obviously, when you're on deployment for eight months, you know you have to do your job and do your mission. And I, I was only married at the time; I didn't have any kids. Um, and so I kind of just started thinking a lot about what what was important to me and looking long term with my life. You know, I, I really enjoy being in the military, but obviously, I won't be doing that forever. And I kind of just realized I had a passion for the outdoors. And you know, long story short, I had listened to a lot of podcasts uh, on deployment, and especially when I got back, got into a lot of real estate podcasts. Uh, shout out to Bigger Pockets podcast; they were one of the ones I listened to all the time. And if, like I'd say, like two years into it, I was like, I I could become a podcaster. Like I <laughs> I, I could do that. Um, it's funny though because I didn't really listen to the outdoor adventurous podcast. And eventually I was trying to figure, you know, I, I often thought it's funny. You have a solo show. I have a solo show. Uh, I was like, I got to start with a friend. I, I, I got to do a, a, have a co-host and cause they're like really fun podcasts. And I, I've got my best friend and he's just not really kind of into that scene. So I would, you know, thinking, okay, who, well, who can I ask me to do a podcast with? I just didn't really, didn't really find like the, the right guy or girl. And that kind of slowed me down. But eventually I was like, I could do it on this. And I, I tried to niche down as best I could without going too small and eventually stumbled upon the, uh, the adventurous outdoor space. Um, and then fast forward, actually let me take that back. Um, a big catalyst for this whole thing was I had a son who was born. Uh, he spent, uh, he was medevaced from, uh, his hospital, uh, to another hospital in DC, uh, spent five days in the NICU, uh, he was cooled down for several days. Um, he had a one out of 10 Apgar score for any, any moms that are listening. It really wasn't looking good. Uh, but long story short, he's thriving. He did really, really well. Uh, a lot of prayers came our way. 
And that experience, my wife and I, who you know is you know, adventurous, but we weren't really like the adventure bound people at the time. <laughs> um, we kind of were just like really felt like we were given like a, I don't say a second chance, but like, you know, we had a close call there. It could have been a lot worse, especially mm-hmm. when you go to the NICU and people have been there for months, like through different holidays. And we were there in and yeah. out in less than a week. And that kind of inspired me. And my son, it just so, and I've got several podcast episodes on this whole, whole journey, but my son um, did really, really well in recovery. And I had the chance to go to San Diego with the Naval Academy for a month for approaching mid, actually being a military liaison officer. Mm-hmm. And on that trip, I took some leave on the back end, ended up going to the Grand Canyon, had a trip planned with my my best friend from the Academy and his wife. We spent five days or a couple of days, the five of us in an RV. So we went to Sequoia National Park, Kings Canyon, and Yosemite, and then Lake Tahoe. And then a few months later, I was like really getting, you know, stir crazy back in Annapolis. And we went out to Yellowstone and Grand Teton National Park. At that point, I was like, hmm, I did 12 national or six national parks in six months. I wonder if I can get to 12 national parks in 12 months. I went to Florida for Thanksgiving, which I've been to a hundred times. Except this time, I was like, I need to go to the Everglades. I've never been there. That's a national park. Did seven and seven months. And I was like, okay, I'm committed. I need to knock out the last five. And we flew to Montana a few months later. Uh, you know, thank God for credit cards. Uh, went to Glacier for the eighth, and then went to Seattle. Uh, in and went to Glacier in January, by the way, and then went to Seattle in February. My son was born in April, so he was ten months old, and we knocked out Olympic National Park, North Cascades National Park, Mount Rainier National Park, and then back home here in Shenandoah National Park for his twelfth. So my son went to twelve national parks before he was twelve months old, and after all that was said and done, I was like. Okay, that's kind of neat. And then that kind of honestly like launched the podcast idea. And I don't my podcast isn't really national park mm-hmm. centered. It has a huge focus on it. Um, but I'd say for me that was a big inspiration of like, hey, I really enjoy this stuff, obviously. And I think having my son uh have what happened to him really kind of showed my wife and I that. And we were kind of just hellbent on not letting that slow us down. And we just became these extremely adventurous people. And my son, as everyone says, he's gonna have to go back to the national parks, but I'll be honest with you. And now he is a year and a half. I mean, he you can tell right now as a young toddler versus other kids his age, like it 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 affected him in some way. I mean, mm-hmm. he is very comfortable outside. He's very comfortable in a hiking backpack. I mean, he's been he's seen wolves in Yellowstone. He's been to twelve thousand feet. He's been two miles below the Grand Canyon. He's done some pretty incredible stuff before he was even walking. So, if nothing else, I think it helped our family. So, all that in a in a nutshell. Yeah. That's a little bit about how I stumbled upon the Adventure Bound podcast idea. I love it. And that, and that's fantastic. And I think what's really cool is that uh, a large majority of people who go to the Naval Academy or go to service academies have that outdoor spirit and really enjoy being yes. in the outdoors. Um, and so I kind of want to push this now a little bit towards potential opportunities that you may have during your time at the Academy to go and travel or be out in nature. And so I'm yeah. going to pass this back over to you in terms of are there any good opportunities for midshipmen to spend time out in nature or be involved out there and kind of do outdoorsy things like while they're a midshipman? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, a big one that comes to mind, I mean, at the Academy, midshipmen get certain leave breaks. You know, it's not like being in the actual Navy and Marine Corps. We have to take leave. I mean, you are a college student and the Navy is very generous and they give you certain times to, you know, go be a, a human being. And you have, generally speaking, most mids have a month in the summer, you know, for a certain block. And I'm sure you've talked about that in your podcast episodes, you know, blocks one, two or three. So it's a month off. And then Thanksgiving, uh, I would say, you know, Christmas, you know, break and then spring break. I would say a, a lot of people do something adventurous during spring break, if not during that, that block, 
I am again back with my story. I just told you I, I, I was adventurous and I, I, I was on the skydiving team when I was at the Academy, I'm actually the skydiving yeah. team officer in charge currently. Um, so I, 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 I jumped out of airplanes then. I jump at airplanes now, but I wasn't really into the outdoor space and I, I was, uh, I'm, you know, pretty good at Spanish. And so I would go to like, you know, Latin America when I could, but I had a lot of buddies that went on like hiked Mount Rainier, you know, over mm-hmm. spring break or did something crazy. I went on this crazy backpacking trip or, I don't know, like a scuba diving expedition or, or whatever. Uh, there are opportunities, the Academy, um, you can, where you can go to Antarctica, you know, depending on your major there. So I would say like in a nutshell, a big chance to go do something adventurous is your time off at the Academy. Yeah. I mean, you, you get like, like most college kids do, but you, you get that time. So, but the difference is I would say you're around a lot of like-minded and adventurous people. I mean, not everyone is, I was, like I said, but I wasn't really in the outdoor scene as much as I am now, but a lot, you'll meet a lot of good, you know, guy friends and girlfriends that you can take these trips with and that's a great opportunity as a midshipman at the academy i talked about antarctica i'm not sure the details of that but i know that depending on the major you have maybe you can jump in uh they do send people to antarctica uh, i believe uh maybe it's over a summer break i'm not sure exactly um i recently did a Knowles trip yes Knowles stands well it used to stand for national outdoor leadership school yep. now it's just Knowles. i don't know if just it just stands for Knowles. <laughs> and uh they changed it because i'm actually with my podcast i've i'm gonna have one of them on the show soon so i just did a Knowles trip as a faculty member at the naval academy mm-hmm. that being said it's really for midshipmen uh when i was at the academy uh my best friend and roommate he did a Knowles trip to alaska he's from utah so pretty mm-hmm. adventurous guy but he went sea kayaking for a month in alaska so they literally would kayak the first day was like 10 miles the last you know week they were doing like 30 mile days or something crazy like that literally and they kayak i mean through glaciers in the summer in alaska and then they would you know make camp on the shoreline you know watch out for bears and then wake up and do it all over again and they you know went x number of miles from point a to point b over the whole trip i did a knoll's trip in the wind river range of wyoming uh last summer which was awesome it was all like said faculty and staff the naval county but they do do trips with midshipmen mine was unfortunately only for a week uh but most trips with mids are like during a block so like at least three to not four weeks um and so i highly encourage you to check out knolls it's uh knolls.edu uh, mm-hmm. i think to learn more about their website you just google knolls uh and don't ask me why but the naval academy has a huge connection with them they are completely not affiliated with the military uh, West Point does not, Air Force does not, but the Naval Academy does. I think just uh, maybe 20 years ago, somebody that was a Knowles graduate and also mm-hmm. a Naval Academy graduate linked the two together, got whatever people were in charge of the Naval Academy at the time to you know bite off on it. And I'll be honest, like I did it as an officer, as a lieutenant in the Navy, but my yeah. all my friends that did it as midshipmen, maybe you did, I don't know. But it was like an amazing leadership opportunity. And mm-hmm. can you imagine... As a 21-year-old, like what it's like to spend a month in Alaska or right. Cambodia or whatever and mm-hmm. in the outdoors. It's, a, it's an amazing leadership laboratory. So that's yes. another thing that comes to mind, the, the Knowles opportunity. Um, other than that, I mean, pff, you can jump in here, yeah. at Grant. There's so many things with, depending on your major and your sport. I mean, you're always, you're always traveling. I went to Mexico you know, twice uh, at the Academy. I got to spend a month on a Mexican tall ship as mm-hmm. the only uh, American, only uh, – um, you know, Caucasian, like on a tall ship, like speaking Spanish, like no one else spoke English. <laughs> and it was, it was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of new opportunities that you can do. I mean, you can do a semester abroad at the Academy, yep. which I never had the chance to do. So a lot of neat things you can do. Uh, it's certainly not limited to just one thing. Absolutely. And two more things that I specifically just want to touch on just as opportunities for midshipmen that are not only like you were saying, 
you don't even have to do it during your leaf period. Another one of these training opportunities that would count. Yep. So as we talk about uh, the summer training blocks, again, you have three blocks, one of which has to be a, what we call a cruise. So in between right. your freshman, sophomore year, uh, it's a surface cruise. You're going to go on a ship uh, or at least be assigned to a ship for a month, whether it's import or underway. Uh, and then going into your junior year, uh, you'll be a part of ProTramid, which you mentioned, uh, which is basically spending a week with every community. And then going into your senior year, uh, that cruise will be something a little bit, you have a little bit more preference, whether it's a submarine cruise, a surface cruise, an aviation cruise, a leatherneck. There are a lot of different, you know, the special warfare, uh, like quote unquote mini buds down in Coronado. Yeah, um, absolutely. So you have all those opportunities, but then the second of your third block is we talked about is leave where you have those 30 days off. But then that third block is something that we call a professional training event, a PTE. Um, and that's where, when we're talking about Knowles, that is where that would fit in is that would be considered a PTE. Well, there are also a lot of really other cool PTEs that allow you uh, to travel and be outdoors in nature. Specifically, the Naval Academy has a relationship um, with the Philmont program, which is basically you would get a month uh, to lead a Boy Scout troop um, mm. kind of going through in, uh, at, again, in, in nature and kind of going through. I don't know the specifics. I never uh, was able to uh, do one of these trainings. However, you do have the opportunity to apply for that and to lead a scout um, through this mm. like month-long adventure uh, in different locations around the country. Uh, which is truly yeah. fantastic. And then we also have a relationship with the Northern Tier Program, which gives you another opportunity to spend a month out in nature and outdoors and kind of go through that whole process. So we can talk uh, at a later time about the specifics of all, of all these different programs, but I just want to get out to the Academy Insider audience is that there are a ton of opportunities if you are interested in this outdoorsy, adventurous kind of lifestyle to do that and do that as a literally a training event through the Naval Academy. Yeah. Um, and I had a ton of friends in my company, a 26 company, who were a part of the Philmont program and the Northern Tier program who absolutely loved it uh, and couldn't you know, say a, a negative thing about it because they had such a great time. Um, so yeah. that's kind of the big thing is I just want to bring awareness to the fact that these are legitimate opportunities. Yeah. Training program. Uh, also, you know, keyword being free for you <laughs> as a, as a midshipman, you know, yeah. well, for all intents and purposes, I mean, but yeah, like Knowles was I mean, even my one as a staff member was completely paid for, like completely mm -hmm. paid for. Uh, and I'm super grateful. It's uh, you know, there's a whole foundation and a fundraising effort that goes along. That. It's not just like magical money that comes from the government. Like people do pay for it, but um, it's really great that there's some people that care about the Naval Academy and what, what the, and all, all academies, obviously, for that matter. But uh, I would say everything that we talked about, what I mentioned, what you mentioned, except the exception of, hey, you're going to take some leave time on your own, on your own dime. Everything's, you know, covered under your you know, military expense. Uh, when I went to Mexico, it was, you know, it was paid for on a trip. And it was just, yeah. and not only that, like I would have paid for it. It was just an amazing opportunity uh, to do it. And uh, it's kind of neat also that the Academy, and I'm sure all service academies, but the Naval Academy in particular, they put a lot of emphasis on mm -hmm. you know, being exposed to other things. I mean, you're <clears throat> just like they want you know, a well-rounded high school student uh, to go to the Academy, not just somebody who's like book smart or not just a jock. They also want an officer to be well-rounded. Well and I mean, we do a lot with, you know, foreign mm -hmm. militaries and like, so we talked about Antarctica and the full month program and Knowles. Yeah. I mean, you know, what, the fact that they send you to a month in the wilderness to, in some part of the country or the world, excuse me, is incredible. But uh, they mm -hmm. ultimately realize that that's going to help you, you know, lead sailors 
underway on a ship. You know, is there a correlation? Like, obviously there is. And I think it helps us all become better mm-hmm. human beings. And which is obviously it's near dear to my heart as the adventure bound podcast host, but you know, getting outside your comfort zone and, and, and doing things that, you know, quite frankly, scare you sometimes, but uh, yeah. ultimately make you a better human being. Without a doubt. And so a couple more activities uh, at the Naval Academy that we have. So we talked about semester abroad where you can do that at civilian institutions or civilian universities or yeah. at foreign um, Naval Academies as well. There are those opportunities. Uh, right. And then other summer training opportunities are these things called LRECs. Um, and it's, you know, leadership and like resource education or something. I forget the yeah. exact uh, breakout, but it's a part of the language and culture department at the Naval mm-hmm. Academy. And these give you the opportunity to go and travel and visit um, other countries, other foreign countries. And I know yeah. one specifically um, as a cyber major uh, in the past, we've done a lot of LREX uh, to Estonia to take part in like uh, mm. cyber policy conferences um, which are truly fantastic. And recently in 2019, I believe there was one that went um, to uh, basically uh, the Asia Pacific Forum for Cyber, um, which was a fantastic opportunity for midshipmen who are a part of the cyber major to get to travel. Uh, I believe it was to Japan, South Korea, and Australia. But I mean, talk about three opportunities. One, if you're interested in cyber operations yeah. to go to these conferences, but then also get the opportunity to visit Japan and South Korea and Australia. Yeah. And they have all of these things, that one cyber specific, but they have a ton of LRECs depending on what language you're taking or depending what yeah. your major is. Or if you're just interested in specific opportunities, there are a ton of LRECs uh, yeah. in order to get to do all that stuff. Um, yeah. No, absolutely. And like I said, I think the Mexico, uh, the tall ship, I, th- I want to say that probably wasn't LREC looking back mm-hmm. on it. And that was an incredible opportunity. Obviously, I had to be, you know, decently fluent in Spanish in order to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it really helped me. You know, I'm just a, 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 an American from Pennsylvania. Uh, so that was awesome uh, to be able to do that opportunity. Uh, but not only it kind of would, you know, draw something back, it's not just like where you get to go with the academy, but also like who comes to you. Yeah. I mean, at the academy, there are a ton of conferences. I mean, the leadership conference, other conferences, and um, you know, eyeball, international ball. And mm-hmm. I, I've met so many people that to this day, especially with social media, uh, and we talk all the time. Uh, I have two very good friends that are one's from Scotland, one's from England. You know, obviously mm-hmm. both are in the UK, and I've been over there to visit them several times. They've been over to visit me several times. I've got buddies that are in the El Salvadorian Navy. Um, yep. I've got a Honduran friend, a Costa Rican friend, and a Panamanian friend. All you know, that I've met at the Naval Academy. And to this day, like I even went to one of one of their weddings in Costa Rica. <laughs> I mean, somebody I literally met while in, in Annapolis yeah. and they were, they were here. Uh, you know, the Academy really does bring a lot of people uh, from out of the country uh, to the Academy, just like they send us other places. So I would just say, keep that in mind too. Like now that I'm in my thirties, you know, I'm still lifelong friends with some of these guys and, and the guys, some of like my best friends uh, were like the Mexicans on the Mexican tall ship. Um, and uh, we, you know, th- how cool is that? Like, you know, I'm an officer up in going up in the Navy ranks in the American Navy and I've got, you know, equivalent rank, like pretty good friends that we speak Spanish and, and English to that are in Mexico, like in El Salvador, in Brazil uh, mm-hmm. that we're still talking to this day. So it's kind of neat. With, without a doubt. And that's, uh- as we just continue to have this conversation. So for me, there was a midshipman uh, from South Korea who was a part of the 26th company during my time at the Academy uh, who actually was there for all four years. So you'll see two separate types of like foreign exchange midshipmen at the Academy. There are one who are doing basically like a year long or a semester long exchange. Uh, And then there will be people who are literally coming for all four years where they are technically like a United States Naval Academy midshipman. But then upon commissioning, they will commission yep. into their respective uh, country's Navy, 
which is a really yep. cool opportunity as well. Um, but if you are walking around the Naval Academy, a lot of times you'll see people in military uniform that doesn't look like the rest of the other midshipmen <laughs> uniform. And that's because we do have a bunch of foreign military, whether it's instructors and staff that we have yep. at the Naval Academy, or as well as midshipmen that are there uh, that will be wearing their country's uniforms as well. So yeah, it is just something absolutely. as you're walking around the Academy that you may notice. It's really neat. We had a guy in my company, Ninth Company, uh, from Lithuania. I mean, like mm -hmm. he was, and he was like, uh, just we all we started playing summer together, and we graduated together, and now he's you know active duty Navy naval officer mm -hmm. in Lithuania. Uh, we still you know we all keep in touch <coughs> in touch on you know social media, but uh, it's just a neat opportunity. I mean, I, I'm I, I there's a Japanese instructor here, commander at the academy, um, because you know, I work here now full time, mm -hmm. and like. I'm very, very not good at Japanese, uh, but I go practice with him and he's like legit from Japan, like here for a couple of years. And it's just, it's just, it's a really neat opportunity mm -hmm. because, because we are the Naval Academy and not just like a random college that with the whole, you know, part of the military is that, you know, we try, the, the military tries to create relationships with other countries. And so I feel like the, the ground level, you know, basis for all those relationships so oftentimes is carried out through places like the military Academy and the Naval Academy and the Air Force Academy. It, multiple countries across the world and because we are you know we're not just like a part of the navy like we're the like the naval academy so mm -hmm. we have a lot of dignitaries that come from other countries uh you know and not just you know lieutenants and and, and midshipmen but like admirals, admirals. and generals <laughs> from asian countries and south american countries and european countries so mm -hmm. it's really neat to be able to have those opportunities for sure uh, I couldn't agree more. It, it, it is super special, um, yeah. which is just another fun, unique aspect of the Naval Academy as we talk about that as you're just getting yeah. exposure to all of these different cultures and how they handle themselves in like the different things that they have within their military, their standards, their cultures, their rules and regulations that they're used to or not used to. Um, it's just a great way to get exposure to all those different things. Absolutely. Um, but I do want to move now back a little bit more into uh, some of the adventures that you have been on for all these mm. interested parents out there that maybe, uh, you know, maybe want their babies to come home during leave, but they also <laughs> want them to do cool, fun things. Uh, what are some of, out of all of the places that you have been now, what are some of the favorite places that you've been to? And what are places that you think that a midshipman during their leave period co could go do um, and that you would recommend? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. I mean, because a lot of my adventurous activities have been in the, over the last you know year and a half. Mm -hmm. um, I talked about the Mexican tall ship. I, I went to Puerto Rico once or twice for spring break, you know, more for the Spanish side to speak Spanish than anything else. Um, I recently just climbed... Uh, Mount Whitney uh, a few mm -hmm. weeks ago with uh, with my my brother and my best friend, which is the tallest mountain in the lower 48. It's like 14,500 feet tall. Uh, and that is certainly something that, you know, anybody can do. You can apply for, you know, it was about uh, a week long from the time we flew out there for the time that we summited and came back down and got, you know, acclimatized, all that good stuff. So that's something that you could certainly do over a spring break. Um, a, a neat adventure that comes to mind that I've done with my wife and my then six month old son, I actually flew into Jackson Hole, Wyoming, uh, rented a Sprinter Mercedes-Benz Sprinter camper van for a week, and we toured around the Tetons and Yellowstone for about six days, and got to explore Yellowstone out of an out of a camper van, which is a really great vehicle because you know my wife was nursing at the time. Uh, we didn't really you know want to pay for lodging, but it was cool because we were sleeping in the vehicle we were driving around, and talk about just a neat opportunity to experience the outdoors and the wildlife that is in Yellowstone and the Tetons. And we saw literally every single animal. I mean, grizzlies, wolves, you know, 
bull moose, elk, you know, black bears, I mean, everything, uh, you know, in our week there, it's just, it's everywhere. So that was a really neat opportunity and something certainly one that any midshipman with a week or a month off, as long as they put the, the appropriate leaf shit in, they can go do. Uh, and it was relatively not too expensive, especially if you, you know, are smart about a trip like that. And, uh, maybe you've got a really good credit card to get those airline points. And like for, for me in that situation, like renting a camper van, like you could split that. You could, you could, you could sleep, you could sleep, you know, four people in that thing, two mm-hmm. on a pop top and a queen size bed and, and two down below. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of neat, neat things that you can do. Those are some things that come to mind. Obviously, like I said earlier, that going to 12 national parks, in 12 months and now my son's been to two more you know just randomly and i've been to a few more than that i mean all kinds of opportunities in any national park i'm a huge fan i'm from pennsylvania but a huge fan of going out west mm-hmm. um if you're going to go to seattle like i would highly encourage you to check out one of the three national parks i mean the grand canyon was incredible my adventure bound podcast pro tip would be go to the north rim <laughs> not the south rim uh they have ponderosa pines and it's a thousand feet higher in elevation and it's just way more beautiful mm-hmm. as far as like the scenery i mean there's so many cool things like go to yosemite but maybe go in an off season um just incredible things and also I would encourage, you know, midshipmen listening to this or, you know, parents that like, you know, your son or daughter, like will need an escape and yeah, coming home is really great. And like, but at the end of the day, like you can only come home and like, you know, watch TV and throw on jeans for so many days. It'd be nice to do an adventurous activity as a midshipman home on break. So like if you live in South Florida, like maybe take them to the Everglades. Like if you're up in Maine, like definitely go to Acadia, like a national park or even just a national forest or just go for a camping trip. I, I mean, midshipmen aren't necessarily like campers, but um, like we said, they are adventurous type people generally speaking and it's always fun to do something that's completely different than what you're doing 300 days out of the year at the naval academy so that's why i'm kind of encouraging like doing these crazy hikes or going to camping trip or, or go skydiving or do something that's gonna like you know blow your socks off because the day-to-day the academy you know your head's in a book or multiple books you're sending out emails you're shining your shoes you know you're going to class and it's nice to be able to do these adventurous activities when you're not there Absolutely. And thank you so much for sharing that. And yeah. for anyone anyone listening who wants to learn more about your input that you talk about through Adventure Bound and kind of just want to listen to some of your adventures, your stories and things that you talk about on your podcast, where can they go to learn more about you uh, and more about Adventure Bound? Absolutely. Yeah. So my podcast, as we said, is the Adventure Bound podcast. It can be found anywhere you have podcasts. Uh, anywhere you get your podcast, so iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora. Uh, the website is liveadventurebound.com, and we've got a pretty good, well, me, I've got a pretty good uh, social media uh, presence on Instagram, and the the handle is at adventureboundpod, P-O-D. Uh, and also working on a Facebook group right now. I'm not sure which niche I want to go, you know, kind of just like an adventure bound, the group uh, for everyone listening, or maybe more of like a niche, you know, like, a, you know, ventures in national parks, but a place that we can all, you know, connect and uh, link up and share like-minded ideas. So working on that, but by the time this, this episode airs, probably if you just Google adventure bound in the groups tab under Facebook, you'll find a little bit of what we're doing and some of the guests we've had on there. Fantastic. And if you missed any of that, but you are interested, we will put links uh, to everything that Rob has mentioned. So you can go to the show notes and be able to find all the resources that you need uh, to learn more about Rob and the Adventure Bound podcast. Um, Rob, thank you so much again for taking the time to come on here and share uh, your insight, your stories and expertise with us. So we always, always appreciate it. Grant, brother, again, thanks for having me on the podcast. I love what you're doing. Keep it up. And uh, thanks for just being awesome. 
I appreciate it. And likewise, and again, for anyone who is listening to this episode and maybe interested in some of the summer trainings that we talked about, you can find a ton of information actually just on the Naval Academy website. If you Google things like Philmont or Northern Tier or Knowles, along with USNA and LREX, you'll be able to find a ton more information. Or if you do want to learn more, uh, you can shoot me a message um, on my Facebook page, or you can send me an email at support at academyinsider.com. And I'll be glad to get you the information that you are looking for. Uh, but again, Rob, thank you so much for taking the time to come on here. This episode was really just talking about all the awesome opportunities that are presented to midshipmen, uh, that want that outdoorsy or adventurous side of things that they can do, uh, for free on the Navy or, you know, (laughs) on their own. So, um, again, thank you so much. And to the Academy Academy insider audience, thanks for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed it and have a great day. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed Rob, and you should definitely go check out his podcast, The Adventure Bound Podcast. And I hope you enjoyed and learned a little bit about some training opportunities for midshipmen that will give them the opportunity to be outdoors, be adventurous, and get to travel around the world. Please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts and be sure to subscribe. And if you want to learn more about the Naval Academy experience, the life of a midshipman, or just generally life in Annapolis, go check out my page, www.academyinsider.com or my Facebook page, Academy Insider. Again, all links discussed in the show are listed in the show notes, so go check them out. And again, I'm Grant Vermeer, your Academy Insider, and thank you so much for letting me be your guide to the United States Naval Academy.